0: Welcome to this episode of my podcast series, The View From My Middle Finger, where I take a look at the world through the many social media platforms. This is The View Through My Middle Finger, where your opinion matters, but The View always looks different from my middle finger.
1: Conspiracy
2: Theories
0: Who doesn't like a good story, a tale of intrigue, of the near implausible, with just enough spin on it to cast out. To those who will listen, welcome to the world of the conspiracy theory. For a good conspiracy theory to take off, it needs the following ingredients it needs some espionage, some undercover or clandestine activity. It needs some bad guys who are out to ruin us all and make us live under a raft of falsehoods that we are all expected to believe without questioning. It needs the true believers, those who will take the world of the conspiracy theorist and be prepared to die for the cause it needs just enough information for it to be partly true or in some cases have no real substance at all in order to sustain a life of its own or face diminishing into the realm of folklore in this episode of the view from my middle finger we will explore the world of the internet conspiracy. <laughs> I have to tell you that while researching this topic, I found some real doozies. I mean some real... Way out ideas let's start this episode with the flat earthers that's right here is a theory that had been around thousands of years by different groups of people who only had their eyes to form the basis that the earth was flat totally understandable right let's fast forward to today where we have all at our disposal the technologies to dispel the theory that the earth is flat whether it's images from space travel by air around the globe and every other possible measurement we could take would typically lead us or well, most of us at least to the conclusion that the earth is around that's right a sphere so where did it all start well the trail starts and ends with a man by the name of mark Sargent. Now let's look at where it all started yeah, everybody
2: here can agree on absolutely one thing which is it is not a globe For centuries, a flat Earth was accepted as certainty until science and sailboats said otherwise. One of the rules of power is you never admit that there's someone bigger than yourself. But in 2015, this guy, Mark Sargent, posted his flat Earth clues. Part of a series of clues that can help you get your head around both the design of the flat Earth system we live in. You're kind of the, like, father of this
1: movement.
2: don't do You're that. You're the one who started it at all. I did not invent flat earth. All I did was walk up to a door, point at it, say, you know what? I think there's some really interesting things on the other side of this, and check it out for
0: yourself. I also want to know what's on the other side of that door. I think all of us do, right?
1: I was all the whole time, it was so weird. I saw
0: everything. Hmm, well, I wasn't expecting that. Mind you, I'm not sure what I was expecting. Perhaps further investigation will reveal this point.
1: It's tour now, and we've positively started a massive wave of conversations with people. This is not about Flat Earth, but it's about you.
3: We're trying to all find that feeling, what we're all missing, which is love. So in Mm. the name of love, let's keep telling people (laughs) that it is flat. Thank you,
0: thank you. Oh, now I understand it. If you want everyone in the world to have what they're missing, and that's love, then by believing the world is flat, then you will find love. Forget about your dating apps, your blind dates, your TV shows. All you need to do is believe with all your heart that the earth is flat. Hang on a minute. I think we need something a little more concrete if we are all to believe that we will find love if we believe the Earth is flat. Here are some words from some of the best minds in the flat Earth movement.
4: And I'll leave it alone and it'll just be still. How could that hang upside down anywhere in the world?
1: Well, the answer's gravity though,
0: Well,
4: in the imagination.
0: It's opposite. And we're gonna be moving in opposite directions and that's where you get- We're gonna get stuck. The day
1: and night. I mean, how does a lunar eclipse work?
0: That I'm not real sure about.
1: This is uh, inside where I get. So what was the idea with this? Basically, I just want to do a man a vertical launch. But what's that got
3: to do with the flat earth?
1: Nothing. Nothing. In the conference itself, a familiar face was drawing the crowds. So what dropity is? It's the tendency for things to fall when you let go of them.
0: Hold the phone. And all this time we were calling this thing gravity, and all along it was droppity. Good ones, Sir Isaac Newton. Jeez. Perhaps Isaac should have just uh, eaten the apple rather than dropping it. So why are flat earthers so adamant that the earth is flat, and reject all the evidence to the contrary? So
2: those iconic blue marble images seen from space, flat earthers denounce them as fakes.
3: You start seeing words like composite or animation or you know, something that tells you this is not an actual photograph of the Earth.
2: Yes, question. So if you think oh, you have goodness. questions,
3: feel free to line up
2: and
4: ask them while
1: I'm reading the opening statement.
2: The flat earthers have many, many, many more.
4: This is what returns to Earth.
2: Which is why I thought someone who's actually so seen you know, the Earth you know, from you know, space right, might have some answers. One plus one is? Two. What color is the sky? Blue. And the Earth is?
4: Round. <laughs> Just like it is here, this model of it.
2: Professor Mike Massimino spent more than 20 days in space and worked on the Hubble telescope. So when you lo- looked at the planet, mm-hmm. what did it look like?
4: It looks round, folks. <laughs> it is round. My, my eyewitness account, and I looked at it as much as I could. It is round. OK, we're in the final countdown. How you doing over there? He's
2: playing himself on the Big Bang Theory, but some flat earthers actually believe astronauts are just actors, part of a huge conspiracy going back to those very first steps on the moon.
4: It's one small step for man, one giant leap
0: for mankind. Hang on a minute. Let me understand. Astronauts are actors. Images are all fakes. Videos are fake. Well, as you will see in this reoccurring theme, where everything you are told or see with your own eyes is called into question. Let's move on to our next conspiracy theory. In a galaxy far, far away, but not so far that they haven't visited us and stuck big shiny metal probes up our asses, is the unidentified flying object or UFO. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that it's impossible for other civilizations or races to exist outside of our own galaxy. Given the size of space, of course this is possible, even though it is extremely unlikely that we have been visited in recent decades. So why do I say that? Well, with nearly every person in the first and second world, owning a smartphone, the odds are that any visit by an alien craft would have been captured. That is unless the aliens are targeting the impoverished countries of the world and this is also unlikely as they like to think of themselves as woke and egalitarian and wouldn't single out any particular group of humans to visit. But don't take my word for it let's listen to these UFO experts who tell us that the governments and the aliens are in league with one another and that's why we're not provided with the truth.
4: And all the Money now is behind making sure that this information doesn't get out.
0: I'm not expecting there will be full disclosure. There are plenty of reasons for the government not to disclose what they have learned. Because if they learned any technological stuff, why should the U.S. put it on the table if the Russians and Chinese don't put on the table what they have learned?
4: If you're waiting on a government official to hold a big press conference and say, okay, okay, here's the truth about UFOs, uh, you're going to be waiting a long time, okay? Because any government official that would admit to that is then admitting that they've lied to us for 70 or 80 years. In fact, I think we're undergoing a uh, conditioning process right now through movies and TV and news accounts and sightings and abductions and crop circles, you name it. It's all around us and more and more people are beginning to understand that this is a serious issue. It's possible they may lose their patience. If we drag
1: this out long enough they may be forced to do a force majeure disclosure event. There's a big difference between the world governments announcing to their citizens the presence of extraterrestrials and providing information, and extraterrestrials
0: forcing their reality on the world's people uh, outside of government involvement. I know of no government on this planet that wants its citizens to owe their primary allegiance to the planet instead of that individual government. So I'm not expecting full disclosure. I don't want to see it. I want the government to say, yes, we're being visited, we're holding these international conferences to deal with the psychological religious uh, technological etc aspects of that hang on did i understand that correctly secret spy stuff here the aliens and all the governments around the world that would be the governments of 195 countries sat down with the aliens in an undisclosed location and come to a consensus on not releasing any information on the aliens to the population of the world. It has come to my attention that these secret meetings between governments and aliens have been occurring regularly and that one such meeting has been recorded for which the podcast has received a recorded audio file of the representative for the human race addressing the aliens. Mm, Pay attention, I will play this now for you.
1: My message is that we'll be watching you This is all wrong, I shouldn't be up here, I should be back in school, on the other side of the ocean. Yet, you all come to us young people, for hope! How dare you!
0: now it may be the cynic in me and talking of Greta how is it that the conspiracy to keep the truth on aliens has managed to evade leaking to the world after all it's hard enough to get a few countries to agree on topics such as an environment COVID, and war how the hell are we to expect 195 countries and Greta were able to negotiate the outcome between the aliens and 195 countries of the world
2: levitated into the spacecraft
4: there was an examination room what I call it, and the old big, ugly creature that brought me in, he took me and laid me on an examination table, and he just backed up out of the way. I couldn't move or anything. I could, All I could do was look, and there was something about the size of a deck of cards that came out of the uh, ceiling, and it hoovered about a foot in front of my eyes, and then it went to the right side of my head, and it clicked, went behind my head, and it clicked, went to the left side of my head and clicked and then straight to the front and then it shot back up in the ceiling. And that's when I noticed some kind of little ruffling noise and this uh, more feminine looking creature came out. She looked completely different than the uh, what I call the robot because he moved like a robot just mechanical wise. She looked kind of feminine looking and had fingers regular fingers and all come over and pinch me on the side of the cheek and then she took her finger and run down my th-
0: she got her finger and ran
4: down his what throat and got behind that little thing that hangs down back there <sighs>
0: not sure where that was going to go. Well, there you are, listeners, straight from the alien abductors recount of events. Are you a believer or not? I'll leave that up to you on this one. Let's look at a much more recent phenomena. That's right, listeners, COVID. Controversial, I know, and so much to unpack. So let's start with the origins of COVID. And given that there has been no definitive answer on this, it's no wonder there's a list a mile long of the possible origins. The viral video, that kicked off this first conspiracy theory came from a Chinese woman eating a bat.
2: The racists always say, You Chinese eat bats. Instead, bats is a sign of auspicious and longevity in our traditional Chinese culture. The Chinese word of bat is bian fu. Fu sounds similar to fu, which means good fortune.
0: Oh, I see what's going on here. This woman is trying to confuse us with explaining that the reasons why the Chinese would never eat the bat, that's despite the video that's circulated around the globe, I mean, she may have a point. Or does she? It appears that the bat is a revered animal in China, a kind of holy, sacred animal. Hmm, I wonder how many other countries eat their sacred animals. It appears, according to the statement of the lady we just heard from, that the bat is sacred and not to be eaten. This clearly hasn't precluded the Chinese from eating other animals. that could also transmit virus and disease across species to humans. Let's name a few of these animals now. Rats. Monkeys. Dogs. Cats. Guinea pigs, snakes, lizards, just to name a few, but definitely not a bat. No, I mean it, really, I do. Can we please change tack here?
3: Six drops of the essence of terror, five drops of sinister sauce, and the stirring's done. May I like the spoon? Of course. Aha, of course
0: one of the other leading conspiracy theories as to the origin of COVID, and what i think may be the most plausible is the result of an experiment in a lab in china yes this appears to be the leading contender for the cause however never fully explored and never ruled out despite the origin of COVID, what has since materialized as a result of this is of course the many different vaccination theories which has led to the rise of the anti-vaxxer who supports all manner of reason why you should stay clear of having the injection. Let's explore more of these right now. 5G microchip implanted in your rain. I mean through your COVID vaccination. Let's see what that's all about.
1: Does Bill Gates want to implant us all with 5G microchips alongside the COVID-19 vaccine? Internet users have accused the billionaire of deliberately spreading the virus in order to control the world's population using geolocalized 5G microchips. And celebrities haven't been immune to spreading the rumors. In May 2020, the French actress Juliette Binoche shared with her 300,000 Instagram followers the following message.
2: These are operations international finance groups, mostly American, have been organizing for years. They're manipulating us without wanting to sound paranoid. The vaccines they're working on are a part of it. No to microchip implants for everyone. No to Bill Gates' operations. No to 5G.
1: This is completely false. It's a conspiracy theory that's concocted from a deliberate mix of three separate initiatives financed by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Firstly, there's the race to find a vaccine against COVID, a scientific endeavor to which Bill Gates has donated $250 million since the start of the pandemic. Then there's the Digital ID 2020 project, which aims to provide the world's estimated 1 billion undocumented people with digital ID and health cards. And finally, research conducted by MIT to inject vaccines in a special ink subcutaneously, a sort of tattoo that can only be seen using infrared light, and can tell who is and isn't vaccinated. Now, those three projects do all exist, but they have nothing to do with each other. And what's more, injectable GPS trackers are technologically far-fetched, as the microchips still require rechargeable batteries to be picked up by satellites. So unless you want to lug another battery and charger around, you'll just have to rely on your telephone and not your vaccine to keep track of your movements
0: damn phone bill Billy, there i lost you oh if only i had 5g implanted perhaps i could actually get a signal for my cell phone now before we jump on to the anti-vaxxers and call them all a bunch of idiots of course they're all not idiots just the following ones who we have decided to play on this podcast
3: i'm a veterinarian i was a former teacher in phoenix senior high school district i'm a cloning expert with 35 years experience And I was a consultant to the CDC. I've owned a pharmacy, Um, I want to tell you that um, this vaccine. This um, COVID vaccine is a deadly poison, that's it. I'm just gonna tell you that. Everybody that takes it is damaging their immune system. And they're talking about uh, this um, being given to children now. It's going to destroy them. There is one race that owns all the pharmaceutical companies. And if you want to bring race into this, it's the Jews.
0: Ah, the Jews. Now let's discuss this expert vet who has been cloning all types of animals for 30 years. I believe we have an audio file of one of her experiments. This happens to be a 30-year-old cloned woman.
4: They not flower. And me and my two sisters and one brother, we'd be a-waiting on them at the house to get our candy. The older man I was talking about had a little poke of candy. He said, well, I, I forgot to get anything. Boy, we'd scream. Oh, here it is.
0: Well, I'm not sure if that could exactly be called a success. And I'm not sure that being a vet necessarily makes you an expert on human viral diseases now let's get the lowdown from the UK with an anti-vaxxer white privilege rich woman with plump lips let's listen to her as she's interviewed by a journalist who appears to have done his homework. a
3: vaccine may be with us but it comes with a flare-up in the age-old struggle with anti-vaxxers whose damaging narratives appear to be growing in strength
1: no vaccine's ever been proven safe and no vaccine has ever been proven effective. We know that's not true. Please allow me to answer millions your Millions and
3: millions of lives have been saved by vaccines. Simply They're some not of the true. safest medicines ever invented. That's just nonsense. Let's fact check that statement. Ten vaccines that saved the world. Number ten, diphtheria. Vaccination date, 1920s. Annual deaths prevented, 50,000 to 200,000. Number nine, tuberculosis. Vaccination date 1921 Annual deaths prevented 200,000 Number eight Rabies Vaccination date 1885 Annual deaths prevented 250,000 to 350,000 Number seven Polio Vaccination date 1952 Annual cases prevented 300,000 to 500,000 Number six Haemophilus influenzae type B or HIV Vaccination date 1985 Annual deaths prevented 300,000 to 400,000 Number five, Hepatitis B Vaccination date 1960s Annual deaths prevented 400,000 Number four, whooping cough or pertussis Vaccination date 1950s Annual deaths prevented 600,000 to 700,000. Number three, tetanus. Vaccination date, 1924. Annual deaths prevented, 700,000. Number two, measles. Vaccination date, 1960s. Annual deaths prevented, 1.2 million. Number one, smallpox. Vaccination date, 1796. Annual deaths prevented, 3 to 5 million.
0: did Elvis die, or is he still alive, or at least was he alive after his reported death? Well, one man who says he knows, and he should know, because it's Elvis's doctor. That's right, the doctor who treats all of Elvis's geriatric ailments,
4: died. Is Elvis Presley alive?
1: Absolutely. I would testify it in a court of law.
4: Dr.
2: Donald Hinton's a Kansas City M.D. and board-certified psychiatrist who insists he's treating the king.
1: I would never treat anyone without seeing them eye to eye and it is truly Elvis Aaron Presley, there's absolutely no doubt. The colonel said that uh, he had some powerful friends in Las Vegas that could pull it off.
2: Hinton says Elvis's manager, Colonel Tom Parker, arranged the hoax that Elvis was given an injection to only appear dead.
1: The colonel told Elvis that in doing this, meaning in faking his death, that the colonel would make more money off of this than Elvis made in his entire lifetime. He felt that if he didn't uh, escape, that he would literally be dead within a year.
4: What about now?
1: He suffers a lot of pain and he suffers a lot of depression.
0: That's an amazing revelation. That's right, the doctor in this interview goes on to explain that he also treats Adolf Hitler, JFK and Mother Teresa. We wish the doc well with his projects. As I do at the end of each of my podcasts, I withdraw my middle finger and dial down the sarcasm and let me increase the level of sincerity. In this episode, we covered several conspiracy theories, and this is only the tip of the iceberg. The internet is a wild world where reality can be blurred, and misinformation is freely available to those that are willing to listen and who may not bother to investigate. And while I may have poked fun at some of these examples, it does not mean that I think that the people's views should be discounted or ridiculed. However, it appears in more recent times that the idea of fair debate or a position which allows freedom of different views to coexist has been a situation less tenable and achievable. I'm your host, DeGaff, and this has been The View from My Middle Finger. You can listen to my podcast episodes on Spotify, Amazon, Apple, and wherever good podcasts are found. You can also check out our website. Just search for tvfmmf.com. And you can also follow us on Twitter at twitter.com tvfmmfinger. And remember, if you don't like The View from My Middle Finger, too bad, try your own.